0: Good afternoon. Yes, it's officially afternoon, everybody. It is 12 o'clock. We have made it. Uh, I just wanted to stop in and say something before we started this episode of Cross'em Wrestling Entertainment. Uh, first off, I hope you're all having a great Sunday, but I did want to let you all know if you didn't know already, we are currently streaming on Twitch now as well. So if you do not watch us, uh, if you watch us on Facebook or you watch us on YouTube, you can also go over and follow my Twitch channel. It's Bard. 5195. This is my personal little emote that my friend Rachel created for me. Uh, So you can go ahead and follow us over there. You can join us in the comments. You can throw all of those emotes at me. There are five total emotes, depending on which level you subscribe to me at. And you can throw them in the comments during the episode. Uh, If you follow us on Twitch, we're not only doing the podcast of Baseball with the Bard and Cross and Wrestling Entertainment. We're doing some gaming too. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Fall Guys lately. So here's a little clip as to what you could expect over there. Not looking good, is uh, it?
1: No. Nope. You have a lot less room than that guy does.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, you're going over there! Let's go! Come on, baby! Let's oh. tango! <laughs>
1: yeah! Oh <my> God.
0: <laughs> so, yeah that happened (laughs) we like to play some fall guys we like to play some call of duty some baseball some minecraft we're doing all of it over there we're at 85 followers right now after just three weeks of being on twitch 15 away from 100 followers uh so next friday if you guys are around on uh next friday into saturday i am doing a 24 hour stream with the stretch goal of 100 followers so Hopefully I'll see some of you there in the comments, but for now it's time to talk about all things elite. Let's get into the podcast. Crossum awesome Wrestling Entertainment Podcast. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast. Unfortunately, Noah cannot be with us today. He had some things he had to take care of, but I am being joined by Dylan, a familiar face. Dylan, how are you today?
2: I'm great. How are you?
0: Good, good. And Dylan, as you can see in the comments down here, has put some of the hype emotes from my Twitch chat, which you too can use if you subscribe to me on twitch you were gifted a subscription i believe from kind internet boy so yeah. uh, you can join us in twitch we have a lot of fun over there playing lots of games but we have another announcement dylan you're not the only person joining us today oh, yeah. we are being joined by the creator of nerds of wrestling and the what's up wrestler podcast justin welcome aboard how are you my friend
1: what's up what's up thank you guys so much
0: for having me i'm doing great yeah, it is good to see you, buddy. I met Justin uh, when in college uh, when I was working with Dylan and his father. Uh, so, yes, Justin, glad to have you on. Uh, we know, as I said, that you've been working on a podcast over the last year or more, more than that now. Yeah. Uh, so you want to give us a little background on that?
1: Yeah, uh, everybody who's listening and watching, uh, I, I do a podcast on the nerves of wrestling and it's, uh, it's presented by, it's What's Up Wrestler. Uh, I've been doing it for about almost a year now and it feels a lot like a lot longer than that. Uh, I started it about last February and what I was hoping just to be an every week thing became a big thing with, you know, the pandemic we were in and the whole, you know, COVID thing uh, with all these wrestlers off, I was able to book 75 interviews. So yeah, I I've talked to a lot of people. I interviewed a lot of wrestlers uh this past September uh, in 2020. I said, I'm taking a break just because I interviewed so many people. But don't you worry. Nerds of Wrestling presents What's Up Wrestler season two is coming back very, very soon. I'm not going to announce any dates yet or any guests, but this season is going to be badass. So just just wait and see everyone just go subscribe on all listening platforms and there's a
0: wrestling we are looking forward to watching it your first season was so much fun to watch lots of local guys who we've gotten to know through Mm -hmm. NEW and then stars from all around the united states as well uh and i am very excited to see what you have uh coming forward so uh with that welcome aboard let's get started on all things elite talking about the Brody Lee uh, celebration of life episode. Uh, we unfortunately, if some of you don't know, some of our listeners may be on Twitch who don't watch as much wrestling. Uh, we unfortunately lost Mr. Brody Lee uh, last week due to a lung disease. Uh, he only was 41 years old. Uh, so this week was supposed to be this big New Year celebration, but Tony Khan changed it around, made it a celebration of life for Mr. Brody Lee. And we started off with the Young Bucks and Colt Cabana versus uh, Private Party and Matt Hardy. I don't know why the banner doesn't want to go up. Gosh, come on. We got <laughs> it. There you right. <laughs> So it's the Young Bucks and Colt Cabana versus Private Party and Matt Hardy. Cabana and Cassidy started the match where Cabana got the better of an offensive exchange with Cassidy Hardy would uh, ordered Mark Quinn to tag in Cabana and the Bucks teamed up for a triple drop kick on Matt Hardy sending him reeling to the outside the Bucks jumped over the top rope onto the opposition and then Colt followed up with a beautiful quebrata Mark Ken Mark Quinn God I can never ever say his name right the first time every time I say it differently Mark Quinn. Thank you. Caught Matt Jackson off guard and then tagged in Cassidy, who took the boots to Matt Jackson. Quinn tagged back in and connected with a high drop kick to Matt Jackson, preventing him from getting to the tag, uh, getting to the corner to tag his uh, uh, teammates in. Cassidy backdropped Matt Jackson and covered him for a two count. Hardy tagged in and dropped an elbow onto Matt Jackson. Hardy would then whip Matt Jackson into the turnbuckle and private party used consecutive elbows on Jackson. Hardy would then plant Matt Jackson with a side effect, which was gorgeous. Uh, And then he would go on to use the twist of fate for a hot tag to Cabana. Boom, boom, cleaned house with home uh, with some flip flop and flying wrestling. And then the flying apple to Cassidy for a near fall. Cabana went for a Mr. Brody's discus lariat, but Cassidy countered with the help of Hardy. Hardy would body slam Cabana and ordered Private Party to uh, opposite ends of the ring. Nick Jackson would then enter and super kick Matt Hardy, followed up by Hurricane Rana to Mark Quinn. Private Party would then catch Nick Jackson in the gin and juice, which honestly, for a moment there, I thought the match might be over. And we get an immediate upset to one of the Dark (laughs) Order guys because it was so Perfectly done, uh, followed by a shooting star press. But Colt was able to break out of the pin just in time. Hardy tried to hand Mark Quen a steel chair, but Quinn resisted it. Cabana hit a bionic elbow to Hardy and then dropped Cassidy with a Chicago Skyliner. After an assist from the Bucks, Cabana would meet, beat Mark Quinn with the Superman pin. The acclaimed music uh, would begin to play after the match and they approached the ring. But SCU's Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian knocked them into the ring where the Bucks would super kick the acclaimed and Cabana hit another elbow for good measure. Oh boy, we started off super hot out of the gate with this one. Um, And it is a theme you are all going to see reoccurring throughout the night here uh, with these multiple tag team matches that we got to see um i absolutely loved this match i love the bucks i love colt cabana i love matt hardy and i love private party uh so i'm very happy to see that they got to start off this show what did you guys think uh justin of this first match
1: i mean what better way to start off you know this the celebration of you know for Brody and what better off what better way to start off an aew show i mean aew always does phenomenal starting off the, the first matches uh this match was on uh, no exception excellent match right off the bat I, I I just have nothing but great things to say about that match.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, Dylan. What about you? You you liked it as I'm sure you liked it. I know yeah, you the obviously
2: I love the Young Bucks. I, I love everybody in this match. I think it's great. We finally got to see Cole Cabana team with the Young Bucks. They're great friends, as uh, most people know. And uh, Matt Hardy and Private Party is another great group. Uh, every time Private Party and the Young Bucks are in the ring, I swear it's magic. Oh yeah. their Third meeting. And every time I'm lost for words, it's a great way to start this show.
0: Definitely a great way to start this show. And it left me thinking, oh, boy, I wouldn't want to follow that match. Uh, (laughs) Because they did such a good job. It's like the the first match of WrestleMania. You're like, if you're second, oh, you're screwed. Because (laughs) no one's going to remember your match. But that was not the case because this next match was very good. We had Eddie Kingston with the Butcher and the Blade versus the team of Lance Archer, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson, which, can I say, we had a theme this night of Tyler going, uh, what? (laughs) 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 Why? Why Why that? Okay, all right, let's see what happens. Um, But I think it was all just based off of they wanted the Dark Order involved in every single match, uh, and they wanted to just put the... uh, Best scenario forward for them to win those matches. And now having Lance Archer on your team, uh, that is definitely a good way to get your uh, best foot forward to win a match. Uh, so, like I said, we had the Mad King, Eddie Kingston, the Butcher and the Blade with the Bunny versus the Murder Hawk Monster, Lance Archer with Jake the Snake Roberts, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson of the Dark Order. Evil Uno would boot Eddie Kingston in the head. Evil Uno and Stu Grayson suplex Lance Archer onto Eddie Kingston, and Grayson began to stop Kingston. Stomp Kingston in the corner. Uh, the Bunny would grab Grayson's leg, allowing Butcher to blind slide him. Butcher splashed Grayson in the corner, and Blade tagged. Blade tagged in. There we go. And power slammed Grayson. Roberts would then grab Blade's ankle, and Grayson hit the Big Brody Slam on Blade. Uno and Kingston traded Kawada slaps to the face, and Uno ducked one and hit Kingston full-on with the half-and-half suplex. Archer and Blade tagged in, and Archer ripcorded Blade and planted him. Blade evaded a chokeslam, but then ate a running elbow to the jaw from Archer. Then Lance walked the ropes like The Undertaker and flipped backwards onto Blade. Which, by the way, I don't know about you guys, but when Lance Archer put it all on the line like that and went old school up on the top ropes... I was losing my mind. I'm like, no
1: way! I didn't realize he was
0: even capable of doing a big move like that. So yeah. that was amazing. Uh, but then after an assist from Uno and Grayson, Archer hit a frog splash, which was like, uh, uh, what is going on? Who are you? Like, I couldn't even believe that we were seeing him do all these big moves. Um, so he hit the frog splash on Blade. Uh, Kingston tagged in and DDT'd Grayson right in front of Jake Roberts, but Grayson kicked out. Grayson tagged out to Archer, and Archer attempted his blackout, but Kingston would end up stopping that. Grayson hit the fatality on Blade after a DDT on Butcher from Grayson, and then Evil Uno pinned Blade. Afterwards, Archer, Butcher, and Blade took turns striking Kingston, and Jake Roberts finished him off with his legendary short-armed clothesline, uh, which had... I believe it was Taz or someone on commentary going, losing their mind. Uh, they were like, the man who invented the clothesline. Like They were so excited to see him uh, in the ring actually pulling off a few moves. Um, this was another one that was great. And I love to see uh, all of these guys putting on their best uh, matchup here. Okay, since Noah's not here, I'm, I'm, I'm going to address this comment really quick. Ah, uh, Jace loves to comment this on all of our our podcasts. Sure, sure, sure. WWE is greater than AEW, but listen, this week's episode is all about honoring Brody Lee. So if you want to bring up ratings, let's wait till next week. All right, thanks, Jace. Appreciate you, buddy. Gotcha. I was waiting for you to do that. By the way, <laughs> I was I was hoping that comment would come up. That I'll have some have Oh yeah, I was just I <laughs> it had to come up when I was all done. You know, I can't yeah, I can't let the trolls interrupt. Yeah. I can't let the trolls interrupt the read. You know. You know, you know, you know, you've made it, Justin, when you have trolls commenting on you when you're live. Great, that's when you know you've made it in the world.
1: I can't wait to see. I can't wait to call out the trolls on on my podcast.
2: Oh, it's
0: so much. It's just, it's just a joy. (laughs) Uh, So, Dylan, what did you think of this match?
2: Oh, another great match, and I mean, I say it a lot in AEW, man. It's, it's every match. They're all so talented, and just to to comment, Lance Archer, first of all, coming out as Luke Harper's gear the jeans and the the tank top. That was pretty special in itself, but Lance Archer is so good. Like, uh, his his high-flying ability for being a big man, unbelievable. And I just love Jake the Snake with him as manager, but uh, I I really like this match following the banger of an intro we had.
0: Yeah, what about you, Justin?
1: Exactly what Dylan said. Uh, You know, another banger, another great match. Uh, You know, obviously that that first match was really, they set the the bar high for this show, but AEW does that every week. Every single match always sets the bar high for the next following show, and they always beat the show before that. This match was no exception. Fantastic match, and may I say I'm a big mark for um, Eddie Kingston. He is doing fantastic in AEW, and I'm a big – I love Eddie Kingston. I can't wait to see what they're going to be doing more with him in AEW.
0: Yeah, I'm absolutely a big fan as well of uh, what Eddie Kingston's been doing lately. And uh, apparently Dave Meltzer is too. So uh anyway. <laughs> hey, hey, there you go, Jace. That one was for you, buddy. I've been I've been holding on to that little uh, <laughs> that little ammo. It's been loaded in the chamber for a few weeks now. Because uh, <laughs> he didn't come by last week. I was really bummed out. I was hoping yeah. he would come by and, and, and poke the bear a little bit, but he didn't. He knew better last week. Well, he's here now. so. <laughs> but he's here now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, back. I think you guys have hit it right on the head. The guys in this match are obviously the guys who AEW is trying to push on to have bigger storylines. Um, And I think Eddie Kingston deserves a title push of some sort, whether it be the TNT championship or going for the AEW title again. Um, I think he is a guy who has the caliber to always hold his own on the mic and always get into a match where he can put on an absolute spectacle. Uh, So who knows? Maybe sooner rather than later, we'll see him with a strap over his shoulder. Uh, But. If we're talking about a little bit of gold, we might as well talk about the beautiful diamond ring on this man's finger, Mm. the inner circle with MJF Santana and Ortiz versus hangman page, John Silver and Alex Reynolds. I don't know about you guys watching this week of AEW. I may have teared up seven, eight times. Um, (laughs) This match was absolutely one of the moments uh, where I got a little teary eyed. Uh, And this, uh, we'll we'll talk about why as we get towards the climax of the match here. Uh, So this was another match I was very much looking forward to. uh, And it had Silver and Reynolds throwing the wadded up papers at Santana and Ortiz before the match began as an ode to uh, being the elite and BTE on, uh, on YouTube where Mr. Brody Lee would always come in and throw papers at all of the members of the Dark Order. So, uh, very cool, uh, you know, moment there for all of you YouTube fans. Uh, so, it was nice to see that. Uh, so, MJF was wearing gear presented to him by Santana and Ortiz earlier, which had the beautiful flag printed on the back. It just it looked out of place. I'm sorry. He looked, that's just not his look. He's, sure. he's got to go back to his healiness. <laughs> um, so, John Silver stopped uh, Santana in his tracks with an elbow strike. Reynolds tagged in and dropped an elbow on Santana. Soon, Santana shifted momentum and caught Reynolds with a neckbreaker and then two suplexes. Ortiz tagged in and helped Santana with a third suplex. Hangman tagged in and dropped NJF with uh, forearms and then his away slam. Um, Page, out, uh, Page eventually would get outnumbered, though, by MJF, Santana, or, and Ortiz, and they stopped him before he could connect with his buckshot larian. They took turns working over Hangman and MJF flipped off Brody Lee Jr., who was watching in the front row, which, by the way, uh, some people, I thought this was going to get more heat than it did. But I think people are finally understanding MJF uh, yeah. and, and his character, because when he did that, even I, who love MJF, was like, ooh, <laughs> yeah, oh, ooh, brutal. That's a rough spot. Um, but as we'll see, it may have come back to bite MJF in a little bit. Uh, John Silver would then tag in and took out all three members of the opposition like a human wrecking ball. Silver used a cannonball on and MJF ran in and whipped Page into the turnbuckles. Silver caught MJF with a destroyer, which, by the way, was awesome, and then a top rope suicida to Santana and uh, on the outside. After three heavy shots from the inner circle, they tried to pin Silver, but Reynolds made the save. As ref Aubrey Edwards had her back turned, Wardlow ran into Chokeslam Reynolds. But that is when Eric Redbeard, formerly known as uh, Eric from the Bludgeon Brothers over in WWE, as you all may know him as Eric Rowan, uh, came running out to the ring for the save. Uh, he stopped Wardlow in his tracks and Brody Lee, a.k.a. or Brody Lee Jr., a.k.a. Negative One, used a kendo stick and whacked MJF right in the forehead silver used a clothesline on ortiz and ended up pinning him eric Redbeard came back out to the ring and held up a sign that you can see right here that read goodbye for now my brother see you down the road um this was one of the most emotional moments of the night by a long shot to see eric uh back in the ring um that was one of those moments where like even just talking about it right now like i have like Full, full body, yeah, full body, yeah, chills. Yeah. uh, and it is just oh, it is so cool to see one of his best friends coming up through WWE come over to AEW, the better brand, to uh, <laughs> you know, pay his respects and uh, come by and show his face to people who are probably wondering if he was going to be a part of this celebration. And it was very nice to see him, as you can see, the emotion in his eyes, the emotion in these two guys' eyes. Uh, as they are hugging it out with their rest in peace Brody Lee armbands, uh, and you could just see it in Silver's eyes. He was sad the whole time. Uh, when he he was wearing his Brody Lee gear, which obviously wasn't Brody Lee's size, but uh, he had his own made up. Uh, it was just all around a very emotional match. Uh, Justin, uh, what what would you what do you think about this?
1: Fantastic. I mean, you they you could not have done done it better than what these guys had did. Uh, phenomenal match, phenomenal, all in all, I mean, I words can't explain how fantastic it was, honestly. Uh, and with MJF, you know, fl- flipping off um Lee Jr., like you said, I thought it was going to get a lot more heat too, but now people are starting to understand, like, no, that's MJF, like, that he, right. that's the character, like, he's he's a dick. That's how, that's how he works. That's how he works. I don't know if you guys saw the tweet he tweeted later. He said, um, you know, I don't know if I could curse on here, but he said F yeah, that kid. Can. He said, Fuck that kid. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> even better, even better. Obviously, you know, he he has all he has all the love in the world. He loves Border Lee to death. I know that for sure. And but yeah, just a great match, great moment, and I love seeing Eric right here. Fantastic.
0: Yeah, Dylan, I know uh you you were a big fan of the Wyatt's back in WWE when we would watch, we always enjoyed watching this together and seeing the Wyatt family together. Uh seeing Eric Rowan, how was how it to see him?
2: I have not seen him since the last time he was in WWE and I actually don't even remember the date that was. Um I think
0: it was the Royal Rumble. Was it the Rumble?
2: That would make sense. When Brock Lesnar
0: just beat the holy hell out of him.
2: Yeah. Um I was a big fan of the whole Wyatt family, really. I thought they were just different. And uh, to see him, I've, it's like, shout out to AEW. They they knew what they had to do. They brought him in. I don't think he's sticking around. I think it was a one-off. Not. Um, not. But, I mean, like, you got to give credit to AEW here. They This is his best friend right here, and he, they brought him out, had a special moment. And what more could you ask for?
0: Not much. This match was uh, damn near perfect. So it was it was very very cool uh, to see them do this. And uh, Ovi Muniz, who is the uh, creator of the hard hitting wrestling show uh, on Clovercrest, says is, is very emotional when hearing about the passing of Huber. Um, it was a great tribute and dedication for him in AEW, uh, as we saw throughout the night. With even they did the uh, I don't know if I have the picture for it. Uh, let me see. I don't think I do. But there was a uh, they rang the bell ten times at the top of the show. Yeah. Um, but I try not to put too much AEW content on here because they like to get mad about that. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Ovi's o- 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 right. It was absolutely incredible to see how much they, uh, they paid respect to him and Frank of the hard hit and wrestling show as well saying Rowan coming out was great. Or as, uh, <laughs> JR kept saying red beard, he kept yeah. screaming <laughs> it over and over again because Jericho kept saying Rowan, Yeah, uh, and they even mentioned the bludgeon brothers. Uh, yeah. so yeah. Oh God. Jericho, Jericho was like, "Jericho, he doesn't <laughs> give a fuck. He doesn't give a fuck." Yeah. Oh yeah. He was just like, "That was Ooh, that's uh know. Rowan. You know, Luke yeah. Harper's <laughs> teammate on the brothers, WWE. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, oh, no. he, he did not give a shit. He just kept rambling." <laughs> I mean, what, what, what are they gonna do?
2: What are they gonna do? What are they gonna,
0: gonna
1: do? do, like, they gonna do? Yeah. Gonna do Chris exactly. Jericho. It's, it's I like Jericho. how every
0: time Eric or he they said he said red He's like Rowan. Yeah. He was like no. I Is will not call. I'm going to say it. <laughs> I'm gonna say it how I want to. I mean, yeah, Jericho did not care. Frank, you it. are right. We don't that's <laughs> you how, did how we not all know give it. a damn. Um, but we do give a damn here about all of our <laughs> other friends over in Clovercrest. Uh, So we are going to take a quick moment here to look at some of the other content you can find here on the Clovercrest network. So we'll be right back after the break. I would just like to point out that a few weeks ago, Jace said that Mac Jones was garbage. Hurry up here for Alabama play action. Mac Jones wants it all. Long ball man. There, got him. matching touchdown. I'm not sold on Mac Jones in the red zone, Alabama with three minutes and change remaining in the hat. Jones fires to the corner, Devontae Smith, touchdown Alabama. Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys to the City. Crossed up by
1: Kobe, little floated to Shaq, and then Shaq goes like this, and the rest is history. Pay attention! Don't tell me what to do, Devil say. Woman. I what
0: you saying, what we saying, but Speaking I think of those Lakers, but, but I hold on, hold But I didn't How make my point. I didn't make my I said Denver's gonna win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clover Clovercrest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. When I was 12 years old, I became a Jack Nicholson superfan. This happened almost overnight on an evening in February 1997, when I first saw The Shining. Here's Johnny! In those 20 plus years, I never stopped being a Jack superfan. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Get ready for You Don't Know Jack, hosted by me. Subscribe today on your favorite podcast platform.
1: HHW Show Podcast returns January 5th with a new season, Road to the Royal Rumble. Hector, Frank, Jason Ovi will be on the set with the latest news and takeaway. Follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and you can listen wherever you listen to your favorite podcast app
0: if you're not following all of those shows yet, what are you all doing at Clovercrest is doing some big things right now. And we have 28 shows currently on the CMG network. So it is growing and growing, uh, especially I would like to mention the hard hitting and wrestling show. We've had three of the guys in here already so far. We've had Jace who just doesn't know facts. <laughs> and then we had Frank who is the fact master, always checking our numbers and the host himself, Ovi Muniz, are all in the chat today. So thank you guys for being here. And remember, we are also streaming over on Twitch uh, at tbard5195. I got one more clip for you guys here. Megan, is it you? All right, get that guy out. Megan, is it me and you? It's me and you, Megan! Yes! Let's go! Let's go, Megan! Megan! <laughs> we got Megan a win! So that was the game Fall Guys. And on Tuesdays, I do training with t Tuesdays on Fall Guys and train my friends how to get crowns <laughs> in Fall Guys. And we got Megan her very first win last week. So it was very exciting. Megan, ooh, congratulations. She now has two wins, both on stream. Craziness. Now we yeah. just need to get Courtney working. And woo. <laughs> Yeah, it's not going well. It's all right. We'll get you there, Courtney. We'll get you there. <laughs> well, let's get back to all things Elite. Moving forward, we got to see Anna Jay and Tay Conti versus Dr. Britt Baker DMD with Rebel, not Reba, and Penelope Ford. <laughs> uh, so it was very, uh, a match that I was very much looking forward to because as I was talking to... Uh, our, one of our other hosts who comes on here once in a while, Kyle, during the match, we agreed that these are probably four of the most talented women in the division. Mm. Uh, so it was very exciting to see these four step in the ring together. Uh, Jay would take down Bre- uh, Baker with a headlock, where Britt eventually would roll through with a wrist lock. Jay went for the Queen Slayer finisher, but Britt telegraphed it and slipped out tagging in Ford. Conti used judo throws on Penelope Ford for a two-count, and Penelope Ford countered with a release German suplex and tagged Britt back into the match. Britt would use vicious knee strikes on Conti and Rebel, not Reba. uh, (laughs) God, every time I make that joke, I lose my dang spot in here. Uh, (laughs) Would uh, hold down Conti, and then Baker jumped from the turnbuckle to the apron, delivering foot stomps to Conti's midsection. Mid-match pause right here. Um, I love all of these women, but can Hmm. someone please teach uh, Rebel how to throw someone back in the ring?
2: Oh my uh, god, that was terrible. That, that was segment, a terrible spot it to
0: see. It's like, this match was so good, but it's gonna it takes away my perfect rating on the night mm. because, oh boy, that oh, I'm oh, like, what she did. I love how literally Jericho, Jericho is the only one, so it, funny, but then man. again, was the only one defending, was just yeah. like, oh, that's what she was trying to do. Yeah. Oh, okay, it makes sense. I'm like, oh lord, <laughs> stop. Somebody help her, please. Uh, just, just, Tay, hey, throw yourself in the ring. Just, just <laughs> do it yourself. This is, this hurts. Um, so yeah, that was uh, interesting. So delivered those <laughs> foot to Kunsey's midsection, which uh did recover from the bout a little bit right there. Jay would then tag in and take down Britt with a clothesline and then a flipping neck breaker. She has uh learned a lot from Mr. Brody Lee, is what Chris Jericho would say on uh on commentary, which uh you could obviously see the emotion in her eyes as well. Uh, coming from a star who was uh, you know decently known in the indies but came to AEW and is now one of the leading women in the roster. So uh, I think Jericho hit it right on the head there. Anna Jay blasted Baker with a dangerous Jay kick and Baker came back with a fisherman's neck breaker. Jay kicked out at two and Penelope Ford tagged in and nailed Jay with a flipping neck breaker of her own for a near fall. Penelope Ford flipped backwards, but Anna Jay caught her with the Queenslayer forcing Ford to submit. Anna Jay went out there and won a big one for Mr. Brody Lee who taught her so much said Chris Jericho again. But then Tony Schiavone would enter or Tony Schiavone, 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 Schiavone Schiaveen, as Noah likes to say uh, on every single podcast, would then go down to the ring to interview Britt Baker, who said that the whole match was a big old rig and that it was the man coming up and fighting back against her. But Thunder Rosa had heard enough, came down to jump Brent Baker from behind where AEW officials would eventually separate the two again. Incredible match. They knew that this, the, the women's, I don't think they know this, but we know that the women's division has been tough in AEW, um, especially when you compare it to a division like Impact or a division like uh, NXT, even just Raw and SmackDown. It is definitely the, the division that hurts the most. They don't uh, pay all that much attention to it right now, unfortunately, but I think they are working on it, and this match showed uh, because this is the first time, that I can give a women's match in AEW a star rating of four. So I was very entertained by this match. It would have been a perfect match if it weren't for that horrible botch by rebel on the outside. Uh, so, uh, Dylan, what'd you think of this match overall?
2: Uh, I gotta agree when you say these are probably the four best that AEW has to offer in the women's division. I really, I think these four are the best in AEW when it comes to the women's division. Um, Having them face off, I know Anna Jay and Conti, They've teamed before. Uh, I, great to see them teaming again. I don't mind them as a team, unless I think they make tag titles. They'd be front runners for winning that. But who knows? Uh, great match. I agree with you. This this match literally it served its purpose. It was it fit the card as in it was good wrestling. And I I gotta say I agree with you. Great match. And I think.
0: Noah's putting it well in the in the chat here. Noah is uh, home right now, can't join us unfortunately, but he put the hype emote. Uh, this match definitely was hype. Do you agree with that, uh, Justin?
1: Yeah, no, I 100 percent agree. Great match for the best women wrestlers right now in AEW. That botch was it, it was whatever. I mean, it, it was a, I mean, it was a little thing. I, I mean, I mean. If if we're going to really take away that one that one thing from this match, then I don't know. I mean, I, I love the match. But yeah, yeah no that, that little botch is whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. mistakes happen. Shit happens. You know, like, just move on from it and keep going. A lot of botches like happen. In- like, oh, 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 no.
0: No, someone stopped. Oh, God. <laughs> a,
1: lot of, a lot of botches happen in a lot of matches. And they end up turning it around and turning it into a four or five star match. I, I give this match 4.5 stars. I enjoyed it. That that one little botch, whatever, you know, that's, it, it was whatever. It just hurt me. It yeah, hurt it me. It was, uh,
0: I, where I, I was know, literally it. like curling up and wishing I had a shell so I could be like, no, oh, tell <laughs> me when it's over. Well, I did not uh, know how to do that. Uh, so. Yeah, no, it was. I just I mean, think she didn't know exactly what she wanted to do. At least Jericho knew what she was doing before she could do it. <laughs> I mean, and, if, uh, if, Jericho
1: knows, if Jericho knows what you're trying to do, then you're, then you're good. Yeah, You're okay. You're, you're, okay. Okay. you're, okay. Okay. you're, you're good.
0: Right, yeah. You. I, I guess he understood. So, all yeah, right, so four and a half is fine. fine. I'll, I'll up mine to four and a half. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'll, I'll, we'll allow it. But... The match we were all looking forward to the most, this six-man tag match between these stars you see on here, the Brody Jr. Lee Dream Match, uh, Cody Rhodes, Orange Cassidy, and The Dark Orders 10 versus Team Taz. Now, initially, I don't know about you guys, but when I saw this match, I was like, huh? Why? Uh, but then they explained it and said these were the guys who Brody's son, Brody Lee Jr., was a big fan of Cody, Orange Cassidy, and Ten. Uh, so he got to book this last match. And it the the guys he put him up against, great choice. Uh, <laughs> Team Taz has been on an absolute roll lately. I know people like to hate on Taz. People have been hating on Taz for as long as he has been a a wrestler. Uh, but Taz is killing it in AEW right now. His mic skills are great. His son Hook looks awesome phenomenal looks like he is ready to step in the ring and wrestle uh, thanks to Cody Rhodes, by the way. Uh, So we will see uh, if hook maybe played a role in this match later on as we get through it. But let's get started as the American nightmare, Cody Rhodes with the enforcer Arn Anderson freshly squeezed orange Cassidy with Chuck Taylor and Trent and dark orders. 10 versus team Taz is the machine. Brian cage, absolute Ricky Starks and powerhouse Hobbs with Taz and hook made their ways down to the ring. Cody would run into powerhouse Hobbs, but Hobbs did not budge. Starks tagged in, and he and Cody traded chops in the corner. Starks hit Cody with a jumping shoulder tackle and took him down. He posed, a, uh, he posed, and Cody seized the moment, grabbing Starks and then tagging in number 10. Uh, this moment for me was very cool because apparently uh, Brody Lee Jr.'s favorite wrestler is 10. Uh, so... As pretend hasn't done much on the AEW roster. So that's why I was a little bit confused as to why he was in this match. But it just made it that much cooler that someone that Brody Lee Jr. looks up to so much uh, is now getting this big moment and probably his first main event on AEW Dynamite. Uh, so that was very cool. Um, So we said, and then, yeah, so Starks was bounced off the top rope and then suplexed by 10 after that. Hobbs would tag in, and then Orange Cassidy tagged in, slowly rolling into the ring. Hobbs (laughs) wanted a test of strength, but Orange Cassidy reached his hands up like he was going to go for the test of strength and then put them right into his pockets. Uh, He was still wearing those aviator sunglasses at this moment, by the way. So the trademark had been completed. Hobbs, Hobbs had had enough and pushed him hard to the mat with a concrete-like shoulder block. Hobbs then picked up Cassidy, spun him around, and power slammed him. Hobbs dropped Cassidy after a standing vertical suplex and then tagged in Brian Cage, who also used a delayed vertical suplex. Uh, Could this potentially have been the start of a... I'm going to stop mid-match and ask you guys a question here. Uh, Could this have potentially been the start of a power struggle between the two big boys of Team Taz trying to one-up each other with their suplexes and show off their strength. I'll go to Justin first.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it could have, but I don't know. I mean, yeah, it could have been a power struggle, but luckily it didn't turn into that.
0: Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen yet, but I think no, this I is didn't. this is the start of a, uh, a potential rivalry within Team Taz. Dylan, what are you thinking about that?
2: Honestly, I didn't look at it that way, but now you mention it. I could see it leaning towards that way. Uh, I know Ricky Starks ended up tagging in at the end to do it too. So I kind of kind of diverted my attention from that. But honestly, I wouldn't mind that being the starts of the undoing in the future. Obviously right now they're in, they're, they're in peak. I think they're, they're going to run this out for a little bit longer.
0: Yeah. You, you hit it right on the head there because Ricky Starks would then try for his own delayed vertical suplex. Uh, but unfortunately, Orange Cassidy would reverse that one. Once again, making Ricky Starks the joke of every team tag. <laughs> <match>. <laughs> um, so then he would go on to tag in Cody. Cody removed his weight belt and tossed it out to the crowd. Cage hit Cody with a knee from behind and Cody was so fired up that he powered forward, getting a tag to 10, who then power slammed Starks. Ten nailed Starks with the Brody bomb, and Starks retaliated with a big spear that nearly cut Ten in half, as uh, JR likes to coin it. That nearly cut him in half. Uh, <laughs> Cassidy tagged in and hit a big DDT on Starks, uh, and then uh, Cage would tag in and flatline Cody Rhodes. Ten ran in and pump kicked Cage, and Starks employed great footwork and caught Ten with a quick DDT, nearly getting the pig, the the pin rather. <laughs> Uh, Taz, frustrated, grabbed a steel chair, but Arn Anderson met him at the top of the ramp with a steel chair of his own. While the ref was trying to settle them down and restore order, order Cassidy connected with the orange punch, the worst move in AEW, and oh, then Cody followed up it. with a crossroads on Stark. <laughs> Ten hit Starks with a spine buster and pinned him. Chris Jericho would go on to say that this is the biggest win of Ten's career. The rest of Team Taz jumped into the ring, where Hook hitting Cassidy, Brian Cage powerbombing Cody, and then the arena lights went dark. Darby Allen's music hit, and then Darby Allen appeared with his skateboard up in the crowd. The arena again would once go black. It began to snow, and we all know that that means Sting is on the way. Sting and Darby would make the way down to the ring together, joining Cody, Orange, Cassidy, and Ten in the ring, while Team Taz began to retreat. Once things cooled down again, order was restored, and Cody would stand in the ring alone and go on to make an incredible tribute to Brody Lee Jr., Brody Lee, and his wife, Amanda, I believe her name is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had this incredible segment where Tony Khan would join them in the ring and they presented the belt TNT championship, the current TNT championship belt, to Brody Lee Jr. as the forever TNT champion. Uh, also, after the night was over, they offered him a uh, contract for when he turns 18, he will be able to come wrestle with All Elite Wrestling. And fingers crossed that AEW survives the purge that can be WWE sometimes and is able to make it that long. Uh, so 10 years. 10 years you got to wait here, buddy. But we, that's, that's plenty of time that we have to watch wrestling until you can join us. Uh, and there's just been some incredible pictures put out uh, about negative one and his father. And uh, yeah, this this segment was amazing. The crowd started chanting um, and it was just such a nice moment. This was again, when they gave him the title and you saw Amanda start crying and she hugged 10 and oh, it was just another one of those where I'm like, stop it. Mm-hmm. This is wrestling. I'm not supposed to cry. Uh, but it was definitely an emotional moment for all of us wrestling fans. Uh, to see such a powerful segment. And then they would close it off with a video package put together for Brody uh, from all of, and, and throughout the night of all these wrestlers uh, telling their favorite stories of Brody and great pictures of him and how much of a big friendly giant he was. Um, it is absolutely incredible. The match that or the night that AEW put together Um So I'll just start with this. Uh, Dylan, first, what was your favorite moment of the night? Was it this final match?
2: I got to say my favorite moment was the ending tribute. I think I'm going to take wrestling aside for a second. What AEW did to not only honor a member of their own, but just an overall great man that was lost. Um, Taking in their family and making sure they can help them in any way. That, That to me is what meant the most throughout this whole
0: show. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it really was an incredible moment. And with the sad music playing, it was just so emotional and so well done. Uh, Justin, what are you thinking? What was your favorite moment on the night?
1: Definitely the last match. Just like everything, because that was Brody Lee Jr.'s dream match, which is absolutely incredible. Like the fact that I'm jealous, you know, like like low-key, but like, you know, it... It's a of match. Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah like that's that's everybody's that's every wrestling for his dream is to book a match yeah but that match was for Brody lee jr that match was you know for his dad and they all went out there they wrestled they they had a phenomenal match aew just doing so phenomenal what what a tribute. what a show i mean that that is how it's done that is probably the best thing i've ever seen for any wrestler you know that has passed away you know um it incredible absolutely incredible cody handing him the tnt title is just was like icing on the cake
0: yeah and there were the favorite thing for me personally was all of the little nods throughout the night like people using his finishing maneuvers and uh lance archer came out to the ring dressed as luke harper um cody had the bandanas uh and they would use the uh, discus lariat. There were so many incredible moments, but I think my favorite overall was this moment right here with Eric Rowan coming out to the ring with the sign. Goodbye for now, my brother, see you down the road. I think we've all wanted uh, a response from the members of the Wyatt family um, because they were together for so long. And this response, uh, though we did get to see on Twitter and Instagram, their responses, this felt tangible this was something that we could all see the true, true pure emotion uh, of these guys. Uh, and, you know, he's obviously been with WWE since 2013. He was yeah. there. Uh, mm-hmm. So someone that... I, Dylan especially, Dylan grew up watching and yeah. um, <laughs> And, and, you know, Justin and I watched him as he appeared and, and when we were in high school and starting college. And uh, so that's when we started watching him. But again, someone who's been around for so long and such a big yeah. part of our, our lives being the big wrestling fans we are, to see some big man like uh, Eric here crying was uh, probably the moment that got me the best all night long. Um, so, yeah, it, overall, an incredible show. AEW, you're doing it right uh, Noah said he sobbed at that moment. Mm. Uh, so yeah, it was absolutely uh, one of the best wrestling shows I've ever seen. Um, and Noah has talked some sense into me. He said uh, about the match uh, that we have to not worry about the box, uh that happened with Rebel. Uh, so uh, like Noah likes to do at the end of this segment, like the marquee wrestling fans that we are, Justin, out of five stars, what are you rating this evening? Five. Yeah, absolutely. Dylan?
2: I'm also
0: going five. I feel like we have to give it five. Yeah. this was such an incredible show. And let me just put in the background really quick uh, to finish as we're, as we're going in. I love this picture. Uh, I'm going to back us all out for a moment. Of Brody Lee and his wife uh, at ringside. Uh, We had it on for the entire episode uh, last week. Uh, Such a powerful, powerful picture. Um, And Mr. Brody Lee, uh, as much as we miss you, uh, we know that you will be looking over AEW and WWE and all these other wrestlers. Uh, so this tribute show was a perfect way to cap off uh, Brody Lee's incredible career. Uh, so let us get onto a bright note and move forward to the New Year's Smash. We got a little bit of a preview for New Year's Smash Night One. And we start off with the announcement of the return of John Moxley. Very exciting news. Uh, He is coming back, whether he's in action at all or he maybe just gets into it a little bit with Omega. Who knows? Um, But it is definitely going to be nice to see him back in action. Uh, Following that, we have Hikaru Shida versus Abaddon for the AEW Women's World Championship match. Um, This, You know what, guys? This feels kind of like a pay-per-view, so I'm going to make you pick winners. Uh, (laughs) So, Justin, who's winning this match? Uh, I got Shida retaining. Okay. Going.
2: You know me. I, I always pick against Sheeta. So I'm picking Abaddon. I think this this lead up is
0: too apparent. I refuse to pick Sheeta because the one time I pick her, it's not gonna happen. So right? I'm picking Abaddon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also picking Abaddon. I have a feeling uh that this this joint Session with Impact is more than they are letting on to right yeah. now. Oh, yeah. oh shit, that's
1: not even a title match. I thought it was a title match. My bad. I was like, wait, retaining. It, wait, no, it
0: is. It is <laughs> a no, title. Yep, it is. Yeah, oh, okay, it is. Okay, okay. okay. Um, so yeah, I'm picking Abaddon because if you guys watched last week, I had. I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but I have this angle that there's a lot of undead characters over an Impact. Hmm. So if we can, uh, maybe that bite turned sheeta into an undead character as well and <laughs> joined the zombie ranks uh and abaddon wins the title we'll see it's it's a far-fetched yeah. uh, if we're gonna believe the zombie thing if you get bit by a zombie what happens you turn into a zombie uh, so, <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised man imagine imagine it's a little corny it's a little cheese but i'm here for it we'll see how they do uh, we also have this match right here. It's the Bucks in SCU versus the Claimed and Hybrid 2. Dr. Seuss made that match. It uh, perfectly <laughs> <laughs> rhymes. Uh, this is, again, look at just... There's something that AEW always does right in its tag team wrestling. Yes. Uh, and this is going to be so amazing. Noah... Oh, by the way, Noah's taking Sheeta. <laughs> Noah, Noah always takes Sheeta. Yeah. And he rated the night five and a half stars. Uh, so... Uh yeah, this match going into it. Oh man, oh boy! I think I'm, I'll go first. I am going to take Team Heal. I'm going to take the acclaimed and the hybrid two, getting a pin on someone from SCU. Justin,
1: I got the acclaimed and hybrid two going over as well, but I got someone from the acclaimed pinning one of the bucks.
0: <gasps> oh and boy! It could
2: happen. It could
0: happen. Oh, oh boy, Dylan. Dylan's not well, gonna get like They're
2: ready for this. I'm picking the Young Bucks and SPU. <laughs> because the Young Prize. Bucks they have not lost since they've won the titles, and I don't think they're gonna lose anytime soon.
0: Yeah, when Noah gets his pick, if he sends one into us, we will put that up on the screen as well. Uh, but moving to the next match, this is gonna be a fun one. We've got Cody Rhodes and Matt Seidel. Um, which was announced, I think, on Twitter because I think this was supposed to take place night two, but they moved it to night one. Um, I mean, come on, stop I mean, it. it. There's, there's no way this out, is obviously yeah. going to be Cody Rhodes. And if Matt Seidel wins, dear lord, that's a push. A push say, hear out. me
2: out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. All right, Cody Rhodes, he's setting up for the finish, right? And then somebody comes in, they swoop in, they distract him. Matt Seidel wins, give it to him.
1: Yeah, give get to Matt Sidell that win. You got to give Matt Sidell no, win. win, man. I love
2: it. Well, he doesn't need it. He doesn't need it. I mean, we
1: got somebody's going to swoop down.
0: in. They're going to swoop in. I'm looking Oof. for any sense of reason, and Oof. I can't. You know, I can't <laughs> find it.
2: Come on. That, I love Message. I though.
0: swear to g- So do I, but the man botched his very first entrance uh, in AEW. There, there was uh lotion uh, on the
2: on.
0: oh lotion. Oh yeah, on yeah. The ropes. oh yeah. Okay. Anyways, moving on. We have a- <laughs> <laughs> Justin. Are you also saying that uh Seidel's gonna win?
1: I got Seidel winning. You
0: guys are nuts. This is insane. Uh Noah's they taking average. the bucks, by the way. Uh, and this, he says that the stipulation for the match for Cody versus Matt Riddle <laughs> needs to be uh, no moonsaults allowed. Uh, so uh, that way we don't have any mistakes and he doesn't look like an absolute fool. <laughs> <laughs> He's He's um, but yes, we do have this match I alluded to Wardlow. Oh boy, look at that resolution. That's pretty. Yeah. We've got Wardlow and Jake Hager taking each other on the grudge match so uh, of these guys. This is definitely going to be fun. Uh, yeah. But I swear to God, if Jake Hager wins this match, I'm going to be pissed. Really? Wardlow better win this match. Yeah. You Jake agree Hager
1: need it. I agree. Jake Hager doesn't need it. Give, give Wardlow a loan.
0: Right. Wardlow has a chance still to be a champion, in my opinion, in AEW, where I don't think Hager needs to be. Um, I think he's fine just being the muscle and like the guy with his arms crossed protecting Chris Jericho. Uh, so I that's why I'm picking Wardlow. 100%. And uh, Dylan?
2: I don't know. I kind of see Jake Hager winning. I don't know he's he's a mixed athlete. He goes over and he does real fights. so I, I think and he's a badass
0: of, in those fights too.
2: That's what I'm saying. I think he kind of protect Jake Hager. I, I mean, he almost dethroned Mox. like that match was insane too. I, I, I kind of see Jake Hager winning.
0: I do have to say I can see it happening. Um, but I just don't think it needs to happen. I, I agree. Hager is in one of the worst shapes he's been in in a while, ever since that fight he had in uh, mixed martial MMA. Um, he just doesn't look the same as he used to. Um, so I think it would be kind of insulting for Wardlow to lose this match, um, but we'll see. We'll see. We're they see like, some shenanigans. they like to surprise me. And then, of course, guys,
2: uh,
0: how could we forget? Uh, we have the yeah. best guest of all time from the Go Big Show. The Snoop D-O-double-G is going to be joining us with Chris oh. Jericho on commentary. Uh, so very excited to see what he does. If you guys watched the last boxing pay-per-view, he was on commentary the whole time, and he was hilarious. Uh, so yeah. I'm very much looking forward to seeing that. Uh, but I think what we're all looking forward to most next week is Kenny Omega versus Ray Fenix for the <sighs> AEW World Championship oh my match. God. Dear Lord, uh, whenever these two step into the ring with each other, and I know a lot of people who are just more of a casual wrestling fan may not have seen it as much as we have. (laughs) These two in the ring together are some of the greatest performers of all time. Uh, So absolutely looking forward to this match. But there is a (laughs) 0.0% chance that Ray Phoenix walks away with that title. Kenny Omega retains.
1: No, I agree. Kenny Omega retains. And what you were saying... Casual wrestling. I see these two wrestle in New York, in person, at Northeast Wrestling. Mm. Oh, my God. D- uh, Dylan, you were there. Yeah, man, you went, yeah. Uh, amazing. Uh, amazing. Like, holy shit. Like, anytime these these two are going to step into the ring, and they are going to tear the fucking house down. Ray Phoenix is my boy. I love Ray Phoenix. Big fan of the Lucha Brothers. But Kenny Omega retains. No way he's dropping the title.
0: Kenny World Tour from Catalina Game Mixer. Thank you for commenting on Twitch. Appreciate you joining us today. Uh, yeah, Kenny World Tour and Wardlow for sure. Thank you. Thank you for understanding where I'm coming from. <laughs> Dylan, what do you think?
2: Uh, well, let me say this. Uh, no. Kenny Omega's is winning. He is the best thing going in all of wrestling right now. I don't care what promotion you're talking about. Kenny Omega's the man. And this match is going to be phenomenal. I can't wait. It's
0: going to be a banger yeah, yeah I, I, this match it, it they're they're c- almost almost screwing themselves this last few weeks because two weeks in a row there's candidates for match of the year and we are, <laughs> are just starting so boys, <laughs> let's settle down a little bit uh and let's just uh no i'm kidding obviously <laughs> we got a while
2: till february so i mean <laughs> yeah right to come.
0: screw up the next few weeks if we can please. <laughs> thank you um but yeah i think uh Just to finish off, by the way, I want to say this really quick. Happy birthday to the JR! Thank you so much for your barbecue sauce. It's the only thing you've ever contributed (laughs) to wrestling. No, I'm kidding. Uh, One of the greatest. (laughs) Look, he got scared. You see that? He was like, like, be careful. And by the way, we do want to quickly uh, give thanks to AEW really quick. Last week, they gave us a copyright claim on a video that was not theirs. uh, And they just sent me an apology right now. Uh, saying that it is not theirs And they released the claim So AEW, oh look, I'm sorry I okay. yelled at you I'm sorry I yelled at you I take it all back Thank you so much You're obviously watching right now uh, <laughs> so thank, you, thank you so much um, but, but yeah, guys
1: <laughs> and
0: We won, we won the claim Isn't that nuts? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, again Incredible episode uh, We're looking forward to an incredible episode This has been insanely good. Uh, Justin, any last words you'd like to give us before we close off about what's up, wrestler?
1: Uh, No, just guys, please keep a lookout for uh, this season. Season one was so much fun. I put a lot of work into season one, and I I definitely take it the time that I needed off to prepare for season two. Uh, I already have about 20 wrestlers booked and they are they are some awesome awesome names if you're a big wrestling fan of independence and in the northeast you'll know who these people are if you don't that's fine that's what my podcast is for take a listen get to get get a glimpse of what they what they are who they're about i will be doing it live on Streamyard. i cannot wait um definitely keep a lookout for what's up wrestler season two
0: yeah absolutely and uh We are very much looking forward to working with you again, uh, and we will do. We'll definitely have Justin on here in the future. But for the moment, as you all know, uh, this is a CMG uh, sponsored show. So we would, as always, like to thank CMG for allowing us to put our content out to all of you. So if you guys are fans of podcasts, why not visit Clovercrestmedia.com for a wide selection of great showings covering sports, business, relationships, pop culture, politics, and true crime. There's 28 shows on the CMG network, and if you don't find one that you like, start your own. We can help you launch your podcast for as little as $15 per month, and Clovercrestmedia.com is the website. Make sure you check it out and tell all your friends about it. You can visit clovercrestmedia.com and click on the link for the latest on your favorite CMG sports podcast, as well as blogs and video and updates. Once again, thank you all. This has been the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast. Unfortunately, Noah couldn't be with you guys today, uh, but he says it was a great show. Wants to thank you guys for stepping in while he's handling family matters. Noah, we will see you next time. And thank you all for joining us today. I'm Tyler. That's Dylan. And Justin, thank you again for joining us. We will see you all on the next show. Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast.